Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Game Week 32 and beyond. Uh, I mean, it's time to get your spreadsheets out, I think, because we have lots of planning to do for those double game weeks that are coming up. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and joining me is Natalie. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? Fine, thanks. You? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good. I had a pretty tasty fantasy league week. This week, oh, I for, thought for you were going to talk about our Francomanca. I, I did have a tasty <laughs> pizza just now, and considering last time we ate before the podcast, I nearly died. I think this is this has been a blessing. So we had some fantastic pizza, Francomanca. Get on the phone, sponsor us. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to do a quick rundown. I got seventy four points this week, Natalie. That's quite a lot for you. It's quite good, isn't it? And I didn't even take a hit. Well done. And I, I think it's all down to our main man, Albama Yang. He was freaking great. Mm. But yeah, he uh, he was my captain this week. So uh, pretty good score. Pretty solid. I've now moved up to 539k. So my rise is, my meteoric rise has begun. So where did you want to finish? Top 100? Yeah, top 100k was my target a few weeks ago. And obviously I still have my triple captain, still have my bench boost. Uh-huh. Free hit has been used. And but I have used, a plan. And you haven't used a second wildcard yet? No, no, I've still got my wildcard, yeah. Could have been even better, though, if the Burnley boys hadn't conceded another last 10 minutes. If the games were 80 minutes long, <laughs> Burnley would have loads of clean sheets, yeah. is what I'm going to say. But, yeah, I, I could have had, like, an extra 14 to 20 points or something if that had come through. But David Silver as well. He he was a, a good, yeah. honourable man. Lots of respect for that guy. And I guess we weren't sure what his status was going to be. Exactly. After he got sent home from internationals. Exactly. So, actually, it was a week for... I was kind of rewarded for the guys I hung on to. Yeah. The guys like David Silva, guys like Sane, uh, Lingard also, who I've still kept, got an assist, finished on six points. But yeah, how did you do? Yeah, very average. What was the average score? It was 48. 48, I think, and I got 53. So because there was this chat about Harry Kane not being dead, I thought, well, I'll keep him hmm. for, a, for a week. And we'll yeah, see which I think was could have been a shrewd move, actually. And we'll see how we go. So I got rid of Jordan Ayew for Chris Wood and thought, well, I've got him in. Might as well captain him. And ended up being the best player on the team. Well, <laughs> joint with Milivojevic. Oh, yeah, because he got the three in the end, didn't yeah. he? The three bonus points for Wood. He um, was on two at yeah. full time. So that was a nice time for me. And you, he outscored Salah by two yes. points. So neither of us captain Salah. Yeah. And I'm feeling pretty happy about that, yeah. to be honest. I just knew. I just knew this week that Salah wouldn't do the business. And yeah. I'm fine with that. We thought it might be a tricky game, and I think it, you know, it's really late, wasn't it? It was like 86th yeah. minute the goal came. Yeah. So it was uh, a little bit of a struggle for Liverpool. And I, I just want to give a shout out actually to third on my bench, Ugbonna. Oh. Comes, comes out with a clean sheet. Only and player in my team to keep a clean sheet this week. And not only that, I have the same thing. <laughs> not only that, he's at a price drop last night. Yeah, he's now down that was to, it. What, livid, absolutely <laughs> livid. What is wrong with it? You know what it is? It's people remembering that they still have Yeah, they've seen the six like, points oh. and they're like, how have I still got this guy? <laughs> yeah, and just knowing that he's never going to do it again. Yeah. And just being like, okay, off, off with you. I mean, to be fair, I should have known West Ham against Southampton. I don't but... know. I thought Southampton were going to be... Revitalised. Resurgent. Yeah, post That was it. I, I was kind of still unsure about the Mark Hughes factor. So that was kind of, I think, what made me hesitate. And also, Ugbonna, every time I've ever looked at playing a West Ham defender, 
I've then backed out of it and it's been the right choice. So mm. can't be too mad about that one. And yeah, good score all in all this week for, for me. So we're going to kick off today's discussions with a little bit of talk about Arsenal. 3-0. Um, Aubameyang, obviously the big scorer, the big profiteer this week with 13 oh, points. Oh, bigger Yang. Oh, bigger Yang, yeah. So you've got the two goals, got the three bonus points and obviously played the 90 minutes. Um, there's, you know, with Arsenal's fixtures, with the way he's playing, he's slotted right into the team. I think it's five goals in six games. No Europa League. Is there any reason to not have him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. I've got quite the conundrum on my hands yeah. now. I have Kane, who plays Stoke next, and then has the double game week of, like, Brighton and someone else. Brighton and City. Sure. Yeah. And then there's Lukaku, who I wanted, who has the double, who has City next, and then the double of Bournemouth and West Brom. Yeah. But then I also want Aubameyang, who... Has double game week has... 37. But yeah, and not it just has 34. like, but has three good fixtures still to yeah. come now in the next three. So I don't really know what to do. Well, I've been thinking that I do a Bamiyang in for next week for a one week because I'm not going to do anything else, and then get Lukaku for the double. Okay. And so, then not have, and then only have two strikers for the blank thirty-five. So what would the transfer be? Who out? So Kane out for Aubameyang. Kane out, Aubameyang in. And then, then Aubameyang out. Lukaku in. Lukaku in. And then leave it for 35 and then come yeah. back to it in 36 and see what's up. Yeah. Yeah, it's... But I think now it's looking like I probably won't get Aubameyang in. Okay. I just don't think... Like, with Harry Kane against Stoke, that seems like a better... Yeah, no, I agree. Like um, it seems silly to make that transfer now if he is going to play the 90 minutes. It's away from home against Stoke, the Spurs game. Uh-huh. Arsenal have Southampton at home. Obviously, the thing we talked about before and, you know, rang true again this week. Although, I don't think Arsenal played amazingly. They did drop a few players, or not drop, but rest a few players, particularly uh, Koscielny and Mkhitaryan, who are probably the... I don't think Koscielny was a popular fantasy pick, but certainly one of the, the key men of the team. Um, also Shaka actually that's a, an interesting omission but I think Arsenal did struggle a little bit in the early period of the game and it was when Mkhitaryan and when Lacazette came on they started to look a lot better um, so I actually think there's an interesting sort of outside shout if Lacazette begins playing with Aubameyang I do think Aubameyang is the better choice but I'm even considering like a cheeky little double up later in the season maybe but- I don't think the fixtures are good enough later on are they? Um, Arsenal to the end of the season the only really nasty game they have is Man United away they play Burnley at home which is another I think Arsenal kryptonite with the, the kind of well, where they defend so well but still I don't know it doesn't look a terrible shout and that will be a double game week where we'll probably well it may be a double game week where we'll see Leicester away as well so I don't know maybe but that's that's just kind of something that's on my mind in the back of my mind that I might think about but probably won't do um, but no, like Southampton next at home, Southampton are the new West Brom, I think, for me. Like they are the team I'm looking at. I'm going to get everyone who's playing <laughs> Southampton in and that's going to be how my double game week 34 has got to go. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Not enough. Fit. I think if you've already got Kane, I can see why you'd hang on to him against Stoke rather than yeah. make a sort of sidewaysy move when I think Spurs are still probably in better form than Arsenal, really. 
Or just better at getting goals. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing. Like, if, if Arsenal rotate again a lot because we've got the Champions League and we've got Europa League coming back this week. So, Aubameyang is the only one who is kind of nailed on because he can't play in Europa League. Yeah. No, I, I do think up until the end of the season, they still have great fixtures. I'm just a little bit annoyed about the Kane injury because I could have had him as a, an even better differential if that hadn't happened. Yeah, so... Notable omission, Mkhitaryan, we already spoke about briefly. I still think he's probably going to be a good option at some point. So as soon as... So there's Europa quarterfinals this week. Yeah, and next week. So they're back-to-back weeks, yeah. So he'll play at the weekend or no? I I would say don't bring him in this week. So it'll be a similar side next weekend to what we saw this weekend. Yeah, I think you'd expect... uh, Aubameyang is the only one you should really be looking at as a, a, a surefire starter. Because he can't play in the Europa. Yeah. But if you already brought Mkhitaryan in, I, I wouldn't say like go crazy knee-jacking him out because I think we may see a more consistent team as the season goes on. But if you don't have him, maybe it's best to sit back and watch like what Arsene does with the rotation because I don't know how drastic it's really going to be. Mm-hmm. I just think the only player I know is going to miss out is Kishani because he's managing this this long-term injury he's right. had. Um, but yeah, as will also with the assist, again, I've mentioned him before, he's a bit expensive, but in that double game week sort of running, no he could that, be a shout. No one has that much money to spend on it, as well. Um, I, just, I just want to believe, man. You can believe all you like, but no one can afford him. Yeah. Stoke, I, I don't think... Even defensively, I don't think they're no. a shout. Not even Butland Not for even me. eight saves, Butland. No. So unless you just want... You'd be annoyed if you had Butland and he'd made eight saves and not the nine, though, wouldn't you? Oh, good, yeah. That'd be really irritating. He didn't get any bonus, did he? It was... I'd assume not, but... It was Aubameyang. Actually, yeah, Mustafi with the two bonus points. Infuriating. I cannot believe this has happened. <laughs> he was... I, to be fair to him, you know, he, he did have moments of being good. But I cannot believe so many people brought him in after what happened earlier in the season. I, I assume it's because of the good fixtures Arsenal have, yeah. and that's it. I personally will never be going back to Mustafi. So if, if I start talking about him in a couple of weeks, just give me a slap. Let me know how silly I am. Uh, Chelsea lost to Spurs, and this was a particularly infuriating game as an Arsenal fan, I would say. Oh, because you don't like Spurs? Because I don't like Spurs, and... I had some someone somewhere on a podcast being like, oh, Arsenal fans are going to want Spurs to win this, assuming we want to catch Chelsea. I was like, no, I want to see Spurs go down in flames, man. This is so not... <laughs> what, bit, what, do, what benefit does... Well, if Arsenal still thought they were in the... If I was deluded enough to think we were in with like a, a Champions League shout, then yeah, I'd but want Spurs just to win. win Europa and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that not the easier way? Yeah, and I think we'd be more likely to catch Chelsea and finish fifth anyway, which would qualify us for a Europa League spot. And yeah, I just don't... I don't think that's something that any Arsenal fan at this point is going to be worrying about. Regardless, it was a good win, good win for Spurs. Pretty, pretty lulls performance from your man Caballero, though, right? Yeah, what joker. He was pretty joked, wasn't he? <laughs> the end. So the, the first goal in particular for Spurs, the Ericsson one. So Ericsson has this nice little uh, dipping shot. But I couldn't tell, right? Because he was so low on the ground at the time the shot was taken, 
I couldn't tell if he's just really short <laughs> and he couldn't have saved it, or he was just like he felt a rumble in the ground and just <laughs> fell over. It was really strange, but no, he. <sighs> Do you think um, when everyone got their Chelsea defenders in this week, they were expecting? No. Camillero to be on no. and also be awful. No, I, d- I also don't think many people were expecting a Chelsea clean sheet either. But then why did everyone get Chelsea defenders in? Yeah, this is kind of what confuses me about the wild, the early wild card. Um, well, I guess it's not early, you know, it's in preparation for like week 34. Yeah. But you could quite easily, and I mean, I'm kind of an example of holding off and I've got a much better score than if I'd wild card and brought, stacked up on game week 34 players because none of the 34 players really did particularly well this week it was all about City it was all about the probably least popular Spurs pick Deli Alley um, and Son did still walk away with an assist but yeah I don't know really it, it seemed like a bit of a strange time to do it but no overall I mean Morata coming up with a goal was the Chelsea player no one has yeah but he was just in the right place at the right time like yeah. he didn't do anything exciting he just put the ball in the goal. <laughs> which, which is all you want your striker to do. Literally what he's paid to do. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't can't criticise him for that. This is the thing. This game was quite good news, really, because no one has Murata. No one has Moses. No one has any clean sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Ali with a brace. Uh, Dia with the odd assist. That was interesting. Didn't he just pass it? It was a good pass, though. Oh, it was. And I absolutely hate him as a player, one. but it was a good, yeah, good long pass. Um, I do wonder if Caballero being in goal was, lent to it becoming a bit of an easier finish for Deli Ali because he didn't seem too phased by, by him bearing down on him. Um, Son with the assist for Ali's second goal, which is a very controversial one, particularly on, on the Twitters and on the Reddit. For me, I saw nothing wrong with it. It was a shot... It had a slight deflection. It was saved by Caballero. Surely it's only people who don't have Son who are mad about it. I think so, yeah. And well, I don't have just, Son. Then just buy Son if you're that upset. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing scandalous about this for me. And, you know, I I didn't have Son and I was fine with it. And I was like, actually, that's 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 fine. Five points. I do not have a problem. No bonus points. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Nothing do you want to hear about, about my, pla- my plan? Yeah, go for it. So... The Spurs fixtures are quite nice, actually. Um, 36, 37, 38. And they have a double at some point there, too, whenever it is. Yeah. Um, so what I've decided is I'd actually quite like a Spurs midfielder for them. Okay. But the problem is I don't want to get rid of anyone expensive to get a Spurs midfielder in. Yeah. But it's fine because once City have won the league... Yeah either this weekend or next weekend, then I can get rid of whoever I have because they're going to stop playing. So I have Sterling. So I can get rid because he'll be out and it will be some kid from the academy Hmm. playing. And I can get in whoever I can afford to get in from Spurs. All right, okay. Yeah, that... Who who have you earmarked as a replacement? It depends how much money I have at the time. Yeah. So Eriksson is 9.4... Ali's 8.9 and Son is 8.3. I'm probably not going to get Ericsson because he's too expensive and he's already burned me this season. Hmm. So Ali or Son are options. We'll see what's going on with Spurs close to the time. Yeah, the biggest problem I have with Spurs, and I I do agree, those are very nice fixtures and obviously there's got to be a double game week somewhere in there, probably 37. Um, 
the problem I have with them is I just never know who's going to score in that midfield. It seems like Son has taken the four, and now Ali's had his one-off performance where he gets a brace, but I don't know. I, I think I'd probably pick Son still. Yeah, there's time to decide. I'm not in a rush to worry about it. The boys' Crystal Palace versus Liverpool, and this is one we earmarked as being a pretty tricky fixture for Liverpool, and, and it turned out right. exactly that way. Man, we people should listen to us about football. <laughs> yeah, just just occasionally, just when we get it right. We get it right all the time. I'd say Not all the time, some eight, of the time, eighty-five percent of the time. Well, yeah, and as mentioned, Zaha, who is the guy who's returned and made Palace a new team all over again. He did his classic. He won a penalty for him. And I'm pretty sure we actually mentioned this specific event last week that when Zaha's in the team, he's always winning penalties, which makes Milivojevic become a very attractive proposition when he's in the team. It's mad to me that people don't own Milivojevic at this point. Yeah. Like, after this, after (laughs) seven penalties that he's got... I'm one of those people. ...in the back of the goal... This season for five million. When I he's now five point eight. He's too expensive, yeah. mate. I don't I, have that kind of money. Well, you should have bought him for four point five and just sat and watched these penalties rolling. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. It's been wild. It's been a really wild time. I still think he's worth the five as well. He's what? He's got one goal from from uh, open play this season. That's fine. I think he's got nine goals now, <laughs> which is crazy. But yeah, fair play to him. I mean, he's he's always getting those bonus points as well. I, I still don't believe it, and it, it's crazy value. But the only thing that's stopping me, other than the fact that I haven't had him for this long, is that Palace don't have a double game week. And lots of other teams have too. And I'm like, nah, not having it, mate. I'm not mad. Like, literally, I've got to the point where I have to play him every week now in case Palace get the yeah. yeah, which is, it, it seems like... I mean, I'd like to see the stats, actually, because it feels like they've gotten way too many penalties this season. Like, this shouldn't ever be sustainable. But I guess that's what you have with, with Zaha in your team. Anyway, Zaha, not a particularly impressive pick for me, fantasy league-wise, partly because of the lack of double game week, but also Milivojevic, cheaper, and he's the one that scores all the pen- penalties that Zaha wins. Yep. Um, Mane arguably should have been sent off. And I mean, I think me and you differ on the the penalty scenario. I I thought I would have given a penalty personally, even though he went down a bit late. I did think he was was clipped. So, you didn't watch the full game? Uh, No, I didn't, no. So many gripes with Mane. Oh, God. So first, he's on, and he denies Van Dijk a goal. That was annoying, because I still have Van Dijk. Like, I wasn't even mad that Van Dijk didn't score it. Yeah. I was mad that Mane managed to get in the way of it. And put it wide. And that was the first thing he did. And I was like, mm, this isn't going to go well for you, Mane, is it? And then, um, oh, he did the dive for no reason, which you believe is a penalty. I was just like, it's just flying around. I, I just want to say, just to justify myself briefly, right? The problem I have with this particular scenario is that pundits regularly go on about how a player has been too honest and they haven't gone down when they've been clipped. But now they're going on at him for going down when he's been clipped because it was too late. And it's like, you kind of need to make up your mind. If you're saying a player should be dishonest and they're being too honest by not going down, don't then chastise someone for going down when they were clipped because you're, there's no consistency there. But and like, I just don't think whatever happened like impeded anyone's attempt to do goals. Yeah, yeah, but... 
That no, which is a fair fair argument and a fair reason to think that it's not a penalty, right? Yeah. My my criticism here is on people saying a player should go down in that scenario and then criticizing them when they've done it. Okay. It's it's kind of wildly inconsistent, but that's that's my only takeaway from that. So then he got a yellow card for that. Yeah. Then he scored a goal and it was offside, and then he scored an actual goal. And then he just picks up the ball after he reckons he's been fouled. That was mad. <laughs> it so was, this one doing? wasn't a foul. <laughs> Literally, what are you doing? Yeah. Put that ball down. This isn't how we play yeah. this game. And then finally, Klopp subs him off. And I was just like, thank God for that. Because I don't know how much more of this I can watch. Yeah. In context of already being booked, he should have been sent off there. Because that was... It, it, it wasn't even a foul. He just picked it up when he fell over because he was getting getting pressed, essentially. I did love it though. It was a good laugh, <laughs> but but yeah, he had a, a strange game. I think Mane is he's looking like the loose cannon of that Liverpool squad yeah. at the moment, and he has kind of been a bit like that all season. Obviously, with the Edison face stitches yeah. scenario yeah. earlier on, he just seems like the kind of guy like he has one too many beers and he starts trying to pick a fight with all your mates at the at the club. But <laughs> you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Robertson picked up and this, you know, even more annoying when you've got Mane stealing Van Dyke's shots on target yeah. is a Robertson assist at yeah. the measly price of 5.0. Yeah, it was a really good assist. I mean, Firmino was was close to flicking it on as well, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a scrap, right? Like I can't Robertson put a really good ball in. It was towards Firmino. Firmino missed it, and then I think it was Sacco who just kind of fell over. Oh. And uh, it fell to Salah, and he put in on his right foot. And you give Salah. I mean, Salah had like one chance all game before that, as far as I'm aware from the the highlights. But yeah, he you give him a chance like that, and he's got to score it because that is what most Salah does. Yeah, no bonus points again for him though. And it was what was it maximum for Robertson or was it? Um, no, maximum Mil- for Milivojevic. Robertson got two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Robertson finished on eight, didn't he? Eight points. So no clean sheet, but a better score than yeah. just a clean sheet would have got him, which was upsetting. Um, I'd also like to highlight Ben Teke being absolutely trash. <laughs> um, Serloth just turning in his sickbed. What did you think about it? Did you see Roy Hodgson's comments? He was kind of saying that he's like, proud of Ben Teke because he's, he's still... It was something along the lines he's of like, he's getting the opportunities and he's, he's doing good work for the team. I I do think that was quite nice from Hodgson. I was like, oh, bless him. He's he's just backing his lad, isn't he? But you definitely shouldn't be backing him for your fantasy team. Oh, and that's all that matters. Um, yeah, Salah, I don't know. I'm actually thinking towards the end of the season, I might Drop Salah. bin him out. But I think it's got to be week 37. Is that only because you paid so much for him that he's like tying up so much of your money? It's it's around I think game week thirty seven is when I'm gonna do it just because their last two fixtures aren't the best and they don't have a double, and I could just get some rando double player and free up some funds and take the risk. Okay. Hope for a good bench boost. Uh, Manchester United faced Swansea and they won two nil with. I was gonna say a with Sanchez double with two goals. With two goals, it wasn't a Sanchez double. It wasn't away in an FPL sense. Well, I guess he got an assist and a goal. Still way too expensive. I don't even think he's a good differential because I don't think he's going to consistently... I don't think he's going to return as consistently as either Lukaku or Lingard. Those are my two guys I think you should be looking at for attackers from United. I think probably there are some people scratching their heads about my Lingard suggestion, but it's just 
if you think about it, Sanchez, what, 11.7 or something he costs. Yeah. And, yeah, he'll play every game, but we've, we've seen him be just consistently... Average. Consistently average this season, both for Arsenal and for United. I didn't think he was amazing this game. He got, you know, he got the good... He got a very good chance and he put it away, which you'd expect any any striker, any attacker worth their stop to do. And uh, the assist for Lukaku was okay, but it wasn't, like... It wasn't mind-meltingly, like, brilliant play. And I just think Lingard has, in that game and in the two games against England, and actually quite consistently for United throughout this season, has looked like the guy who will be getting on the end of things, be getting important goals. And at the price of 6.0 or whatever he is right now, that's just a a non-argument for me. The only question is whether or not he starts every game. But knowing he wants to get in that England squad... And knowing that he's a player that will run his socks off, I think Jose's going to use him yeah. at every opportunity from now on until the end of the season. Especially to secure that second-place finish. If I don't get Lukaku in for the double, hmm. I'll definitely get Lingard. Yeah, he, yeah, he is brilliant value. And I'm actually quite glad, because obviously I had him through that torrid run where he was getting one point or two points every game. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, he came on from the bench and got the winning goal. I think it was, although I've lost a lot of value on him, I'm kind of glad I did it and didn't like take a minus four to get him out because yeah. outside of Milivojevic, like I don't really think there's anyone in the six and, and below price range that I would have really looked at and, and would have done me better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with him, to be honest. Lukaku could have had two. I uh, did have a chance quite late on against Fabianski. It was well saved. Uh, Fabianski's a good goal- goalkeeper. We know that much. I think he probably should have scored it, but... We know he's you know he's playing central the central striker role. He's gonna get chances. He's in both double game weeks, at his price being what like eleven point. Eleven point six. Eleven point six. So I think he did rise in the last week, but he's just he's just a very good option to have, especially if you're looking away from Harry Kane at this point in time. That's that's kind of the decision to make, right? It's do you want a combination of like Lukaku and Kane, Lukaku Aubameyang. Aubameyang and Kane, I don't know. Like, depends where your team's at. But that's kind of the dilemma for me. Swansea, pretty disappointing performance from them, I'd say. Yeah, apart from Tammy's two good shots. Well, yeah. Did he... He came on at half-time? Or was it... He didn't start. A bit later. that's all I know. Because I, I did actually have this match on, but I was very hungover at the time. Happy birthday, me. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> um, and I had it on, and I think it was half-time because Swansea were just... They were really bad in the first half. Abraham came on and, yeah, he had two very good attempts, two very good David De Gea saves, essentially. I do wonder, with Ayu out... You've actually got it here. Yeah, he's out for the next game. Does Tammy get a start? I I hope so. Like, after that, he must do. I've got him first on my bench at the moment because he's another one of those players I've still got sitting in my team. Yeah. I think he should start, but the problem is there's no value in transferring him in now because no. surely Jordan Ayew is going to replace him. Back, yeah. But he is worth a shout. It was He did kind of make a difference for Swansea, and I think he could, especially against West Brom, mm. if they go for the two up front and they go for Abraham, yeah. could be a good out- outside shout. I might actually put him in my starting lineup. Why not? Why the hell not? Um, I'd like to just say that in a post-Jones era, I'd forgotten that Man United had defenders, um, so I hadn't really thought about any of them. Yeah. But 
then I decided that actually for Game Week 34, it might be good to have one. Oh, yeah, I do agree, actually. Um, but I don't know who does the defending regularly. Yeah. So, so everyone got Bailly in. We spoke about this last week. And then Bailly didn't start. Bailly didn't start. And then everyone was mad. Smalling did. And a lot of people actually got rid of Smalling for Bailly. Right, that's silly. And some Why? people even do took like minus fours or like made two transfers in order to get Bailly specifically. Um, I still think the problem is we don't know what the first choice lineup is going to be because Lindelof played this week as well. Right. And Lindelof has, has been anything but nailed this season. So I reckon Smalling is still... He's the one I've got in my like uh, provisional sort of wildcard team. Uh-huh. But this is, again, one of the reasons like I think it wasn't necessarily a good shout to wildcard so early before game week 34 if you're bringing in Man United guys other than De Gea yeah. because we still don't really know and I mean by he should in theory be the most nailed on starter but his injury problems this season I think have been a big hindrance on whether or not he's actually playing Right. so I think that's been a big issue De Gea if I was bench boosting in uh, game week 34 uh-huh. De Gea would be the one oh. but I'm not I'm using the triple captain, I think. And you don't want a triple captain De Gea? Oh, no. No, I, I've got Nick Pope. He's got two fixtures. Yeah, but you're not going to triple captain Nick Pope. No, no. I, well, I'm actually thinking about Lingard for, a, for an interesting... Because the way I see it, right, my justification for this is lots of people have got a triple captain Lukaku. Yes. He is the obvious choice. If they're triple... It's either going to be a bench boost or someone's going to be triple captain that week. If there's a standout choice, it's Lukaku... Maybe Kane for, for some people, but no one's going to go for Lingard. No. And with two fixtures, I, I just back his chances to come out being the one who, you know, if he gets a goal, that's five points. Like, that's more than Lukaku gets for a goal. Against West Brom and Bournemouth, I could see see him coming away with a, at least two or three goals there. It's a little bit wishful thinking on my part, but I, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful something will happen. But I'm not decided yet. I might just go for Lukaku. I just like him as a, a sort of strange differential. And when it's a double game week, I don't mind taking a little chance. Yeah. It's a triple captain. When else am I going to use it? I've got a double... That's it. I think I'll probably end up using mine on the last game of the season. Yeah. Again. Like, for no reason. Which actually isn't a terrible time to use it because we have seen traditionally loads and loads of goals are scored at in the last week of the, the season. Yeah. Like, you get Harry Kane scoring six or seven. Because Especially as like, well, if I put it on someone totally random because people are battling not to be relegated. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? Newcastle, when they were relegated, they beat Spurs 5-0. So, what's who, who's to say West Brom won't have a... What's his name? Jay Rodriguez hat-trick. Oh, racist Rodriguez. Maybe Salomon, Salomon Rondon up in here. <laughs> Everton faced off against the soon-to-be league winners, Man City. They did come away with a goal, which I think there was, a, there was a period earlier on in the season where City were conceding one goal every game. Yeah. So I did kind of have them down in this one, especially Everton at home. They do tend to do something, at yeah. least. They were massively outplayed in the first half, so Sane took him all of four minutes to score a goal. David Silva, the real beneficiary of this with the... I think it was 11 points in the end, full bonus, two assists, and I mean, Man City was just amazing in the first half. That was, they found so much space constantly, David Silva was at the heart of everything, 
Kevin De Bruyne had a great assist for Jesus, but that was also set up from from Sane just skilling it in the middle of the park. And to me, those are the two players, uh, Sane and David Silva. I do have them in my team, so maybe I'm a little bit biased. Maybe. But those are the two players that have been the real difference makers in the past sort of, I'd say, five to six weeks. I reckon at least one of them is a shout. And I know a lot of people have been sort of evacuating these players from their, their teams because they're worried about ro- rotation. Yeah, what, what, can you, what can you say? What do you think? Do you think there's going to... Obviously, next week is the, the narrative klaxon. It's <laughs> Man United, Man City, the Manchester derby. Yeah. And it's set up in such a way that Man City can win the league if they come away with the three points. Do you think there's any shout for bringing anyone in from City right now? Or No. I no. think if you ha- like keep whoever you have for this game for this game week yeah. and see what happens, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. I reckon Man City are going to run away with it. Do you think? I think they're going to tear them apart, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll cover that a bit in the, the preview section. Yeah. but um, So I think if you like keep whoever you have now for this week, I know I probably wouldn't get anyone in hmm. for this game week. I don't think it's worth it, hmm. bearing in mind the rest of the season. Yeah. They're just going to be like on their other lulls. I guess it, it doesn't make a lot of sense when they're playing Man United as well. Like, If you're projecting points and you're like, well, I want whoever's got to be the most likely to get a load of points it would kind of be a one-week transfer. And this is probably the point you should be looking at getting someone in to either cover cover that double game week or, or the later double game week or the blank week or yeah. whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think City were amazing in this game until they just didn't bother in the second half. Uh, yeah, I was getting very excited, thinking, oh, my God, David Silver is just going to get 13 assists and I'm yeah. going to be running away with my, my mini-league. But in the end, I think they just did what they had to do and they just chilled out after that. Uh, I didn't really have much to say about Everton. I don't think they were good at all. But yeah, that, David Silva for me is a key guy. If we see him still playing after they win the league, then I still reckon he's going to be a great pick because they seem like they could very well be going for a, a points record. Okay. That, that could be something that happened if they win it this week. It might you might see that Pep's like screw it let's just try and win every game by a million goals mm-hmm. and if that's the case then maybe we won't see so much rotation yeah so we, we just can't really predict it at the moment Jesus shout out him yeah. I do love him still but he's a little bit cheaper than the likes of Aubameyang and yeah. Lukaku so he could be a shout for game week 37 and do you have any positivity towards Everton for the rest of the season um... they face Liverpool next in the Merseyside derby I do a bit for Calvert-Lewin. Really? Who I've got rid of, obviously. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he just tends to be in the right place at the right time yeah. and passes the ball at the right place, yeah. like, at the right place, to the yeah, right Yeah, so place. he got the assist yesterday the for right Balassi's. Didn't he get an assist last game week as well? He's just... I still think um, <laughs> Tosin is one to just keep an eye on. Yeah. In games that aren't really hard. Yeah. And to see how he gets on. Um, but other than that, no, not really. Yeah, they don't have a double game week. They do have decent-looking fixtures, but, yeah, they've been way too inconsistent, mm. wildly inconsistent this year. So, yeah, I don't really like the look of them. West Brom Burnley. West Brom, the old classic classic team who... They can lose every game, but they'll always walk away with a goal. 
which I'm sure is thrilling for them. Um, <laughs> well, at least they got something to cheer. Not thrilling enough for uh, Paju, who was removed, <laughs> who parted ways with forcibly the removed. I heard the chairman was wrestling him out in handcuffs and imagine that'd be quite like good, some mud it? wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's gone now. Yeah, Paju's gone. So load up on West Brom players, I guess. That's Maybe. the natural like, progression, the, right? Is, can they stay up this season? Can they? Is it physically possible to get enough points? No one's mentioned that they've been mathematically relegated, but they are quite far adrift, aren't they? Like, I think it's nine like if points. They, if they won every game from now on, hypothetically, they could stay up, right? Okay, let me just check. You definitely could, because I think they have 20 points. Yes, they have 20. And above them has 27? Yeah, 27 and 28. So, like, if everyone else kept losing and they kept winning, they could stay up, but it's just not going to happen, is it? They essentially need to win all of their games, really, and they need other teams around them to lose. To all do badly. But the problem is, those other teams around them are likely to be playing each other. So they can't all All lose lose. against each other. Yeah, I think West Brom are obviously a no-go for Fantasy League unless we see some kind of random upturn. But Burnley, on the other hand... Literally the opposite. Yeah. Um, As we mentioned last week, Burnley play in all of the next four game weeks, including a double in 34. Yeah, the only team to play in game week 35 after that, after having a double as well. Exactly. So I think, as has been further proved by this game... That either Wood or Barnes are essential for your third striker place. Yeah. You need one of them. And I, I would say what looks very appetising about this is, you know, we've they're coming up against Leicester and Chelsea, both at home in the double. Those teams have been kind of misfiring. I mean, Leicester did come away with a win at the end against Brighton, but it, it didn't look nice, particularly convincing. Uh-uh. And... What do we know about Brighton at home? Like, they're strong defensively. And yeah. actually, until they miss a penalty, it could have gone the other way. So, For sure. yeah, definitely Chelsea looking very fallible, especially if this Courtois injury ends up being anything more than a, a week <coughs> or so. I can't wait to see Wood versus Caballero. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, glorious. But I really like Burnley's front, like, their, their forward options. So there's sort of, obviously Barnes and Wood are the two starters at the moment, but even Vokes from the benches is a good threat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I really... Again, if I wasn't doing the experiment of the three Burnley defenders, yeah. then I'd absolutely love to have one of them because uh, they're well-priced as well. Yeah, Barnes is at 5.4. Yeah. Might be at 5.5 now. Not sure. Yeah, so Wood's a bit more expensive but did come away with all the bonus. Yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. Me neither. I have no idea... Nor do I care. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy with Wood at 6 point. Yeah. At 6.2. And he did start the game. Yes, as I expected yeah. and suspected that he would. Both good goals in their own different ways as well. Barnes was really acrobatic. and Yeah. Barnes for for a player that you really think is unfashionable and unclassy, yeah. it was one hell of a goal. He did well. And then Wood was great in a very oh that's a proper striker's goal kind of way where he who was a who's a goalkeeper Foster Foster kept him out on the his first attempt and then he just follows it in knocks it in with his head lovely stuff it was nice as mentioned I was very frustrated by the last 10 minute goals but 
I don't think we should be writing off Burnley's defence because they face Watford next. What it's away from home, but Watford, what even are Watford struggling? Who well, knows? They did score two this week, but we'll come on to that in a minute. And then Leicester and Chelsea both at home, and then Stoke after that. So yeah, I think absolutely triple up on Burnley or at least double up on them. Yes. Depending on where your your interest lies. Unfortunately, Goodmanson is incapacitated. Yeah, you're right. He Nkudu. picked up a little knock, didn't he? Yeah, and Nkudu got his first league start, I think. I didn't really see much of him in the game. Uh, I don't. I mean, me neither. I don't know if he did much. But yeah. he, he was there, and that's nice, isn't it? That's the, the insight we need. Um, I really <laughs> liked... Um, there was a bit where there was a corner, and Higazi was holding... Higazi, who? Oh. Where is Higazi? He hasn't come up for a while. No. Higazi was holding on to Tarkowski's um, shirt. And Daesh in the post-match interview was like, oh, he was tugging onto that so hard for so long, I thought he was going to take it home and get it signed. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. I was like, I'm really here for sure. So, uh, yeah, his voice is so weird and irritating, but <laughs> I've just come to really enjoy it. Yeah. And, and I hated hearing him talk last season. Yeah. And now I'm like, please, chat to me. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> it's funny what a year can do and, and a run of good results, but... He is quite right. They haven't had a penalty all season. Oh, and that was well, the most yeah. nailed-on penalty I've seen. Like, yeah. it wasn't subtle. Like, and it was one of those where you'd feel, if you were a manager and you were managing the team giving that penalty away, you'd be so angry because you're like, you didn't even properly, like, you didn't bring him down. Yeah. He wasn't in, in any particular area of danger. Like, he wasn't going to score. But it's the kind that should be given. And I've, I'm with him here on this one. I think it was well out of order that they didn't get it. Brighton faced Leicester and this was basically I, I think this match had a big significant turning point didn't it when old matey boy Schmeichel saved Glenn Murray's penalty yes I've got two points here one everyone losing their shit that Schmeichel's now saved as many go- as many penalties as his father yeah three <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's not a great record for a goalkeeper uh, I, I mean it depends how many you're facing it's a bit stupid thing to say but Three. It's not an amazing. It's nothing to write record. home about, is it? Yeah. Like your dad wouldn't care, would he? Yeah, and also Schmeichel, Peter Schmeichel. I don't think he was famous for saving penalties. He was just famous for being a much better goalkeeper than Casper is at the moment, particularly in terms of clean sheets. Yeah. You know, playing for that that elite Man United team in the nineties. So. Um, so that, and also, I don't know who was more painful to watch this weekend, Glenn Murray or Sadio Mane, hmm. um, because both were pretty, just renegade, like, just doing their own thing. Did you have a stream of this game? No, on? I didn't watch this game. I told so you you've only it. seen the highlights? Yes, but it was enough. I'm glad I didn't have a stream on, because I don't know if I could have put up with it. Yeah, because I didn't see Mara's in the highlights at all. I didn't see him um, pop up once. He was there one time. He was on the pitch yes. at some point. That's yes. good. Someone passed the ball to him, yeah. and he, I think, gave it away. Right, okay. That's that's not ideal, is it's it? It's not. I didn't um, see him... It, so, what I mean in, in particular is I didn't see him doing actually anything. doing anything attacking-wise. No, I can't assume he did. Um, I wrote down the shots for Brighton, but I didn't write them down for Leicester. Brighton had 15 shots, three on target. And the 15 shots I find really promising, the three on target, less so. But... In comparison, Leicester only had six shots. Oh, wow. Four of which managed to be on target. So that, I, I guess that says something good about Brighton. It's a shame they couldn't come away with a point or yeah, a, a win, sure. but 
especially with the penalty. And yeah, I guess this is kind of one of those things where they they had the momentum, they had the penalty, then it just shifted the other way. That yeah. that save gave gave less to the impetus. Yeah. Um, Ibora with the the first goal and Chilwell with the assist. Amazing that Chilwell, a player that I would have heartily not recommended. Is Chilwell <laughs> really cheap? Like yeah, he is. Yeah. At some point at. In... He's like four point three or something. Mm. He's been one of the sort of wildcard facilitators who's playing a double game week, and right. I think he has started recently. Let me just pull that up for for accurate stats. Sure. But um, Chilwell, I think probably a lot of people are bemoaning either getting rid of Chilwell because he hasn't done anything, and Leicester have never been keeping clean sheets, or going for someone like Morgan because he's guaranteed to start, whereas yeah. Chilwell isn't. And really, I think you just have to let this one ride. Like, yeah, he got the assist. He got the full bonus this week. He got the clean sheets. That's not going to happen every week with no, Chilwell. Like, you you were unlucky that it happened on this particular week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's 4.3 and he's been playing. So he played 90 minutes in the last two. He played 70 in the game before. Played 90, played 60. I just don't think Chilwell's that good. No, and I don't think Leicester defenders. I think the only thing that makes him worthwhile is that price. And yeah, I can't believe anyone owns either Ibora or To be honest, yeah, Ibora particularly five point seven in a defensive midfielder. Nah, stay away from that. But Vardy got another goal. Vardy got another goal. That's nice. Right, right at the end of the game, ninety fifth minute. Yeah, but Mara's out here scoring ninety eight minute goals the other week. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter when you. I would say it wasn't a particularly encouraging performance from Vardy though, but well, who cares? Yeah, I mean it, it's. Like, I imagine Vardy owners care. Maybe, but I like to me. You don't get Vardy in to be like doing all the football. You just get him in to put the ball in the goal. <laughs> to get to get goals, yeah, which he did do. So fair play to him. I don't know. I I still think Mares is the better option, but. I think Leicester are in a strange position where they are struggling to play good football against against teams that, that are stifling. Yeah. So I would keep that in mind when they're coming up against the likes of Burnley. Um, but yeah, not really much to take away from that. Gray came out of an assist. Ndidi sent off. Ndidi mm, Straight was. red, was it? Or no, it two wasn't. yellows, I think. West Ham walked away with a 3-0 win against Southampton. This was absolutely mad. Arnautovic... Um, but so I did think, uh, and lots of people on Twitter seem to get Anatovic in. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's he's a decent price, right? Yeah, but and the fixtures are trash, hmm. and I have no idea why people have got him in, other than for this fixture where it seemed to have worked out quite nicely. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll entertain it. I'll have a look. <laughs> and the fixtures are awful. At bar one. Yeah. In like thirty six, maybe or thirty seven. Can't remember. They play Stoke and they play Leicester and Everton. So it must have been the Stoke the one. I was okay. like, oh, this looks alright. Yeah. But the rest of them look awful, and I have decided that Onasovic is over for me this season. Like, I'm not interested. I don't care. I'm just gonna let him. Yeah. Simmer on his own. I do think um, they're they're basically facing a lot of the top teams. So they have Chelsea, they have Arsenal, they have City, they have Man United left. Yeah. I. It's I can't. Nice. I can't say that Arnautovic. The only good thing about him is his price, um, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend him. No. No. 
So that's kind of... It was a good result against a poor team. Yeah. And Southampton, as mentioned earlier, I think they're the new West Brom. I think you need to load up on players that are playing Southampton. Uh, Watford came away with a 2-2 draw against Bournemouth. Perhaps the most notable thing about this was Kiko Femenia with a goal. Yeah, starting over Richarlison. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess it was Kiko and Pereira were the two sort of wingers. And Richarlison is not anywhere to be seen I can't wait for Kiko to be a midfielder next year I don't I don't reckon he will I reckon he'll stay as, as a, a defender. defender yeah but he's not playing as a defender but he has for most of the season I don't know it's it's hard to really know how they determine that kind of thing but um, 4.3 million I'm getting him in yeah goodbye Ogbonna has he got a double Hello, game week Kiko. I don't think he has no but the fixtures are just generally quite nice uh, Burnley Huddersfield Palace Tottenham Newcastle Man United yeah they're not bad Again, as a facilitator, 4.3. That's it. And it's him or Ogbonna. Yeah. That's still my situation. <laughs> yeah, Firmenia's better than Ogbonna, for sure. Like, 100%. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a great goal. It was a little bit lucky sort of deflection, but... Who cares? You know, it was a goal. They all count. Um, King and Defoe came away with goals. Ake with an assist. I did think about Ake, actually, um, for the rest of the season. Yeah. I just thought the fixtures just aren't that good. Yeah, the problem I have with Ake is just he's... He, he doesn't keep clean sheets. Yeah, you'd be getting him for the assists, <laughs> yeah. not for clean sheets. And you can't, you can't bank on that, and their double game week is disgusting. Uh, and last, and probably the most last unexciting game least. of the week, uh, Newcastle walked away with a 1-0 win against Huddersfield, and Huddersfield very much struggling at this point in time to get shots on target and create chances. Yeah, like... I'd be surprised if anyone was surprised at this result. But yeah, Newcastle had 18 shots, but only three of them were on target. Hmm. Which is quite quite a terrible ratio, if you <laughs> ask me. Um, I don't know how many Huddersfield had, but they were absolutely zero on target. So I guess so we don't need to worry. Yeah, you don't really need to worry about the team scoring goals if they're not going to get any shots on, you know in the direction of your goal. Well, that's it. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say Newcastle could be a, an interesting shout for the sort of game week 35 onwards. Yeah, that's exactly what I have written yeah. down. So um, they have Everton, they have West Brom, they have Watford, and they have, I think that'll be Watford and Tottenham in the double game week, if it's 37. Uh-huh. And then Chelsea on the last day of the season. And if you think about, you know, those teams, Everton have been misfiring this year, West Brom, obviously terrible, Watford, you don't know what you're going to get, but usually it's quite bad. And, yeah, the, a double game week. So Kennedy and the likes of Lascelles, you know, they're good options for players who could come away with some points and you can get quite cheap. I think Kennedy's 4.7 now. I think he's I don't know. possibly I risen. I didn't write it down. Um, but regardless, you know, not a terrible shout. Again, they're kind of in that facilitator bracket. So Lascelles is 4.8 and Kennedy is... 4.8 also oh. in in the midfield uh, but yeah so that's that kind of sums it up for this week's fixtures yes. shall we do a little preview and a little clean sheet cuppo yes yeah boy yes 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 yeah. we do have a lot of 3pm fixtures well which is very exciting the real kicker is the Merseyside derby at 12.30 on Saturday yeah and as I warned everybody last week not to captain any Liverpool <laughs> players because they were starting in the 12.30 and you all went and did it, and then Salah ended up not being the best choice. <laughs> so don't come crying to me when the same thing happens this week. 
Yeah, damn right. Yeah, so Everton and Liverpool early kickoff at Goodison Park. I hope it's entertaining because the last one wasn't. Liverpool weren't particularly on it that day. They should have walked away with a, a comfortable win. But Everton got a bit lucky. I think they'll probably be more prepared on this one. Obviously, the thing to consider for Liverpool and Man City is they are playing, I think it's this Tuesday, it might be Wednesday. They are playing in the Champions League. Yeah. And that should have some impact on maybe not the starting lineups, because I think Liverpool is still going to want to win this game, but maybe just fatigue will, will come into it a little bit. At least they don't have to travel all around Europe, I yeah. guess. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough one to call. Obviously, everyone still has Salah. But if you're still hanging on to a guy like Firmino, I think you might be, might maybe be a good time to look at, look elsewhere for a striker. <laughs> Apparently not. You're very upset by this this yeah. suggestion. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know. Uh, they still have good fixtures to the end of the season, so I guess you can look at it that way and, and hold yeah. on to him if you like him. That's what I'm doing. Uh, we got a bunch of three pms. We got Bournemouth facing off of Crystal Palace, Brighton against Huddersfield, Leicester against Newcastle. Stoke against Spurs. Oh my god, there are a lot. Yeah. Watford against Burnley, West Brom against Swansea. Apart from Stoke Spurs, I would back every home team. Even West Brom? To at least yeah, to at least get a draw here. Oh really? I think. I guess the thing with Swansea is if Abraham plays and they, they have a bit more attacking potency, that's kind of the question you've got to ask about them. Um And I even think that Watford could hold Burnley back yeah I don't think it's likely but I think they could yeah see I've got a thing Bournemouth Crystal Palace I've got a thing for Palace here I think they're just better I think, I think they'll they're probably better too get a... but I don't know if that matters so much to Bournemouth Burn at home yeah yeah well that's an interesting one for me that's a, a good one for either Palace defenders or even Millie for another penalty penalty, penalty shout yeah. yeah I can definitely see Begovic or Ake or or Cook or something giving away a penalty there. Brighton Huddersfield looks like a a bit of a nil nilly boy. Yeah, maybe but they both maybe need Brighton to win. win it. That, well, that, that's, that's the thing, right? That's the good <clears throat> bit is both of them need to win. Yeah, but if you've got if you've stacked up on someone like uh, or if you brought in someone like Matt Ryan for the double game week, good time to play him, right? Yeah. Huddersfield, who can't get shots on target. Yeah, it's exactly. Definitely the, uh, and who don't play well away from home yeah. at all. And you've even got a shout for guys like Dunk here. and You never know, it could be a set-piece goal that, that ends up winning it. Um, Leicester against Newcastle, I do think Newcastle are another one of those stifly teams. Like I think Rafa will try and do a job on them defensively and they're going to struggle to create chances. I still reckon Leicester should win. I've currently got my captain on Morris. Ooh, okay. <laughs> It's not It's not the worst shout. Obviously, the home advantage is there. I think they'll struggle, but I think they will win. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't personally put my captain on it, but I don't think it's a terrible shout. I've got nothing else on, Dan, yeah, to be honest. fair enough. Why not? Uh, Stoke at home to Spurs, that is the one where you'd have to assume it'd be a good time for, a, for maybe even a Harry Kane captain if you're, you're hanging on to him, right? Because it'll be a good differential this week. Yeah. So that, many people have gotten I mean, rid of it. I think that's the only bonus of Kane right now is that he is, has suddenly become a differential. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a really short period of time he remains a differential. This is... I, I think people think, are going to so get... people will buy him back? It's going to be game week 35 or 36. People... So it won't be 35, it'll be 36, won't it? Because they're not playing in 35. 36 is when mm-hmm. they're going to look to get him back. For the double and 37. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, 
this is your one fixture, your one very, very good fixture, in yeah, which yeah. it'll be a good differential. Okay. Um, so I think there's a strong shout for him there. I would say that... I guess there's not going to be much rotation as well for Spurs because they're now... It's only the FA Cup they're left in and that will be on the weekend. So yeah. so, yeah, I actually think any Spurs player could be good here, but Harry Kane, the standout. Uh, Watford against Burnley. I have to say Burnley are going to win 1-0 because that's my... that's I'm committed to that. I assume Burnley will score more than two... Like, I'm going to say some contradictory things okay because I've said I think Watford will maybe hold them to a draw yeah but also I'd be surprised if Burnley only score one goal well they have had a habit of sort of winning 2-1 a lot this season as well and they're not winning 1-0 especially with Chris Wood now back yeah like I think it, dep- it depends what Watford shows up hmm. like which Watford side shows up which is what we've said all season like they are always so unpredictable much yeah. like Bournemouth the the one advantage they have is they're at home where they're not quite as bad as they are away. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's... And, you know, they managed to score two against Bournemouth this week at home. So mm-hmm. I think we, we should take that into account. I just don't think their strike force is very potent. Although they do have Deeney. So they have a big man coming up against a big man sort of defence. So they, maybe, maybe they, they stand a chance, yeah. Personally, I would... My money would be on a Burnley win probably buy two goals but like, whether or not that's a clean sheet who knows I think if I had a better keeper I maybe wouldn't yeah. play Pope this week yeah uh, West Brom Swansea yeah I, I can actually see it being a 0-0 a 0-0 or a 1-1 yeah okay. I, I do I think I'm going to say Swansea like if I had to pick I'd be like Swansea win but it would be narrow I think it's a one one or draw but yeah uh, the Manchester Derby is a late kickoff, so this is actually a pretty good Saturday for football you've got the two the Merseyside derby and oh, the Manchester the derby. Oh, the two actual derbies. Yeah. And the games at three o'clock aren't bad either. There's there's some interesting contests. This is the big one of the weekend. Man City could win the title. For me, I just think they're going to do it. And I think they're going to do it with ease. Yeah. I'd play whoever you have. I wouldn't play any of your United defenders. But everyone else, just stick them on and yeah. see what happens. De Gea's kind of one you could play... For saves. For saves, Yeah. But it's good because you know that if he has a worldie and he manages a clean sheet, like you'll get loads of points. Yeah. But there are some good options from the likes of Fabianski, Matt Ryan, even freaking Schmeichel, if you had him this week, doesn't look terrible against Newcastle because they're, they're not big scorers. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the only thing. It, a lot of the, the lesser teams do have decent fixtures. But no, City players, I'd even say play Lukaku because City is defensively strong as they are, they do concede. Yeah. And Man United have some players that can definitely score in the big games. Um, Sunday we have two games, Arsenal and TV again, Arsenal facing Southampton. Oh, you know what as well? These, both the derbies on the Saturday, both on Sky. Yeah. So is it... So no BT. Sky all weekend. Yeah, I think yeah. so. They do love to get the, the end-of-season sort of hype fixtures, don't they? Right, I reckon Arsenal-Southampton is one of the reasons, you know, yeah. my captain this week is Aubameyang. It's, yeah, it's like, I see this as a repeat of this weekend. Yeah. Like, this is another 3-0 for yeah. Arsenal. The only thing I'm considering is maybe captaining Sane or David Silva, purely because I do think we're going to see a, a big performance from City fired up for the big occasion but on paper 
the one to go for is Aubameyang against yeah. a very poor Southampton side at home where Arsenal have been winning consistently. Yeah. So yeah, nothing uh, nothing wrong with that, shall. Nope. Uh, and Chelsea versus West Ham is the last... So Chelsea, last fixture of the week again. Yeah. This is a hard one to predict. Yeah, who knows? I'd go for like a 2-1, a Chelsea 2-1. Yeah, I could even see Chelsea losing this. I don't... If, I, I West Ham have been terrible away, though. No? But Chelsea have just been bad. Not good, generally. In general. Like, they yeah. lost 3-0 to Bournemouth, man. Yeah, like, I mean, who knows? It is impossible to predict. And this is one of the reasons, again, why my wildcard is not happening until, like, week 35. Yeah. Because I do not know... You know, I might look to get some, some Chelsea players in, but it's going to be... Uh, for the double, but it's going to be on the evidence of what happens in this game. Because I, I do not know. I think West Ham could win this 1-0. Okay. That'll be terrible. And I actually reckon if you brought Arnautovic in, you know, he should definitely play him in this game. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't... At no point would I ever bench Arnautovic yeah. if I had him. Yeah, because he can, and that is the one thing I would say about him. He can score against anyone. It doesn't matter if they're a top team or a, or a shitty team. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that about sums it up for the old preview... Clean Sheet Cup. Clean Sheet Cup. So I'm not going to go... I'm still behind, aren't I? I, I yes. failed last week. Yeah, you said Burnley. said Burnley and they conceded a late goal. And I said Man United and they didn't. I'm going to say Swansea City against West Brom. Swansea are keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, you away just, from home. You're just saying that because I've taken Mawson out to put Kane in. My team is that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah, you did. We talked about it. Just okay. So it's funny. If we talked about it yesterday, I would have forgotten. Um. So you're going for the team versus West Brom two two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I should know better than that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna have Brighton, please. Oh yeah, that's a good one. For all of our lovely listeners, I uh, I hope you're gonna have a, a good little. Fantasy League week. Hope you've got your your spreadsheets out and you're ready to rumble. Ready to rumble, <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at the Denalysis. Uh, you can also email us uh, hello at the And last but not least, you can rate us and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> How do you not know? It's been so. It's still long. iTunes in my mind, man. Yeah. It's always going to be iTunes. We're on all of your other podcast boys. Obviously, you'd know because you're listening to this. Yeah. But whatever podcast thing you're listening to, we're on it. We're on it. So. And if we're not, let us know, and then we'll know that we're not, and then we can make ourselves there. And on that note, everyone. Make yourselves there this week. <laughs> enjoy the football, enjoy the fantasy league, and I don't know. Let's let's smash the tepton the tepton K the top ten K. Let's do it onwards and upwards now. I believe. You oh. reckon you're gonna finish in the top ten thousand? Yeah, man. I'm I'm on a roll right now. Don't don't stop me now. Don't try you're and hold me back. Such a good time. I'm, I'm so optimistic. You're having, you're having a ball. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Bye! Bye!